Hey guys, I'm being sponsored by Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Guys, I use it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to Attack the Attack 360. We are back at it again. Alright, so I want to give a quick shout out to my son who made the intro music for me. And it's awesome. I hope you guys like it. I like it. I really do. It's awesome. He did a good job on it. I also want to say thank you for all my followers and the people that are subscribing and listening to the podcast. Thank you again. Alright, so... This is where we're going to be talking about this go-around, okay? On episode four, this is distance, timing, and speed. So, what is distance? Okay, so I talked about this in the episode of self-defense about knowing your range when it comes to engaged self-defense okay meaning engaged self-defense is when you got that opponent that's in front of you and it's actually going to be a a one-on-one attack okay your your attackers coming at you so or you're able to defuse the situation if you have good distance okay so let me explain knowing your zones knowing your distance Number one, it's the neutral zone. Well, I'm going to use COVID as an example. Six feet apart. If you're six feet apart and you're able to say, hey, take it easy, relax, whatever it is, that zone is called the neutral zone. Okay. He can't reach you with his hands. He can't punch. He can't kick. And he can't grab you. That's the neutral zone. Now, with that zone... You're able to defuse that situation. You can talk to your opponent. You can say, hey, relax, take it easy. If they get a step closer, right, let's just say five, four feet, okay, from you. Well, knowing your distance with your own body, with your own hands and your own legs, that's pretty much close to kicking distance, Okay, that's a that's a leg zone. So even if there if you if you kick, like say if you got short legs, you're a short person, whatever. 
And all you have to do is like, you know, when you're in a, in a combative stance or you're in a neutral stance, you just take one step and you throw a kick. Trust me, you already reached between three to four feet. Okay. Or further, depending if how you train. So you have a leg zone. Now, when I say kicking, like the kicking, you have to know your kicks. And I'm just going to tell you straight out, stick to your basic kicks in martial arts. There's three types of basic kicks, and that's a front kick, a roundhouse, and a side kick, okay? Uh, I'll get to that maybe later on in other episodes, okay? So if you get a step closer, then if you cannot use your legs, right? They're a little too close where they can, they can push you or they can punch you. That's called the hand zone, Okay? You're, you're able to push away, you're able to punch, um, and if you're going to use your legs in a hand zone, maybe you can kick low, depending on the situation. Me, personally, if they're in my hand zone, I'm going to throw a knee to the gut or to the solar plex. I'm going to use a, a, a low round kick to kick towards the thigh or around the knee, or I can do a front snap kick to the knee or to the groin. Um, so that's what I would mostly do kicking-wise in the hand zone. But if I'm in the hand zone, I'll be pushing, I can punch, I can throw that jab cross, I can throw a hook punch, an uppercut, and every now and then I'll go ahead and throw a couple of elbows. That's the hand zone, okay? Now, if your opponent got closer, now, if you notice, you went from a neutral zone to a leg zone to a hand zone, and now they're actually closer, they're grabbing you. Okay, well, <laughs> you better call Kenny Loggins because that's the danger zone, right? It's a danger zone. You don't want them to get close to you. You don't want them to grab you. You don't want to, uh, them to just grab you and take you down. That's the, that is the danger zone, okay? So when you're training in self-defense or when you're training in martial arts or when you're training in mixed martial arts, it's very important to know your distance. Even when you're training with a bag, you need to know your distance. Okay? You need to know your distance with your legs. You need to know your distance with your hands. That's all there is to it. Okay? Now, once you know your zones, you need to know how to react in those zones. What is it that I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and wait for that perfect opportunity to react with a jab or a cross, right, in the hand zone. I'm going to wait to react with, if they get closer from that neutral zone, I'm going to use my legs. I'm going to take that ground. I'm going to take that distance. And that's what it is. That's what distance is. You need to know how to react and learn how to attack in your distance, okay? Now... <clears throat> What's next? Timing. Timing is very important when it comes to distance. If I'm in that leg zone or that hand zone or in that danger zone, timing is very important because if you notice that we talked about neutral zone, leg zone, hand zone, danger zone, that timing of them getting closer to you, that window is shortened. Okay? The distance is closing in. 
and your timing to do certain things has elapsed, right? It's it's not it's not going to happen. Like say for instance, if I'm standing at a neutral zone and he gets closer and he's already in the kicking zone and I don't throw a kick like I would want to because my timing is off or my you know, I didn't do it I didn't think about it fast enough. They're already closer and they're in the hand zone. And then if I don't think about the hands, guess what? I'm losing my time because they're going to grab me. They're going to get me. Okay? So timing is very important. Timing is very critical when it comes to strikes and when it comes to blocks. Okay? Now, how do you improve on timing? All right. So this is what we're going to do. To improve on timing, number one, when you're training, you have to loosen up. You cannot be tense. If you're, if you're too tensed, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to get tired. Your, your hands or your arms are going to feel like weights. So if you're tensed and your hands are closed, you're going to be you're not going to be thinking right you're going to make all kinds of mistakes but if you relax and move and flow and your hands are open then you have an open mind and you can see certain things and react a certain way okay relax when you are try to stay calm right and and when you're in and when you're training or when you're in an altercation you have to stay calm minded Okay, so to improve, the first thing you need to improve is flowing, relax, uh, uh, just go with the flow, see what happens, see, see how you move, okay, so relax. If you're tense, remember, you make mistakes. Now, sharpening your reflexes, that's number two. So, what you, so timing is about that reflex, okay. If you don't sharpen the blocking or sharpen by punching or sharpen the kick, then it's not going to be uh, effective, okay? Meaning, if I have a bag in front of me, or let me just say this, a speed bag, okay? The speed bag, I'm throwing jabs. Boom, 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 boom. I develop a rhythm. The bag's moving back and forth, back and forth. And then I want to, let's just say I stop punching and I want to work on dodging. So that bag is, is at a speed, and I'm moving out of the way so that way that bag doesn't hit me, okay? That's sharpening my skills. That's sharpening my reflexes on my speed and my timing, okay? So that's what you want to do. You want to work on sharpening your reflexes. Now, going back to those kicks, right? I did say um, you want to keep it basic, right? I, you know, front kick, snap kick. Or I mean a front kick or a round kick or a side kick. Now, when I say that, keep it basic, that means in your timing on learning your self-defense, you don't want to make it flashy. Now, when I say that, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not going to do, if I'm in a, in, a, in, in a restaurant, right, or if I'm in a certain area and there's stuff around me and this guy is coming near me, I'm not going to do a backspin, toe crunch, scissor, swipe, kick. 
And and that's not a real kick. I was just monkeying around there. I'm not going to do a Van Damme backspin kick, okay? Or a big high, you know, jump backspin kick. I'm not going to do that. Those are flashy kicks, yes. They look nice when you have open areas. And you got the space for it. And at the same time, you want to, you know, if you're role-playing or acting or just monkeying around, that that's great. But when it comes to a real altercation, I'm not going to do any fancy kicks like that. I'll be honest with you. If I'm at a place and i am you know, got stuff around me and I see this guy coming at me, I'm going to do a front snap kick. Or I'm going to do a, a power front kick. If I see an opportunity to kick a low round kick, I'm going to do that. So when I say stick to your basics, that's what I'm talking about. Now, number four is repetition. Okay, or you have to, just like when you were a kid and you were taught, wake up, go to the, go to the restroom, handle your business, brush your teeth, wash your face, or take a shower, whatever it is that your routine is when you, when you started when you were little, all the way up to you're an adult. This is a perfect example. This is the way I, I explain things. When I'm teaching workshops, doing something repetitive develops muscle memory. Okay, so yes, you're half asleep. You get up, you you handle your business in the morning, in the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face, whatever it is, getting ready for work. You're doing that half asleep. If your routine is just automatically getting up, going over to the coffee machine, turning it on, or if it's already on, pouring yourself a cup of coffee. If that's your first thing in the morning, your first instinct, okay, so you've been doing that over and over and over and over again. It's repetitive. Same thing when you're training. If I'm going to work on my jabs, I'm going to throw a lot of jabs at the bag. Boom, 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 boom. And develop that muscle memory. If I'm doing a cross punch, if I'm just throwing cross punches at the bag, I'm developing that muscle memory. If I'm doing kicks and I'm throwing front kicks constantly and trying to sharpen my skills, I'm doing it over and over and over again. Okay? And that's what you're doing. You, you're doing it repetitive because you're sharpening your skills. All right. So that's how you improve on your timing. Okay, so, you know, stick to your basics. Now, let's talk about speed. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Speed is essential to, to all mixed martial arts and self-defense. Okay. Even to traditional martial arts. Even boxing. Combative. Whatever it is. Speed is essential. Now, when I say speed, I'm talking about your time. Like, okay, so speed plays into timing for blocking, okay? If my opponent's throwing a punch or a kick or whatever, and I want to block or move out of the way, I need to be fast enough to do that, all right? I want to be able to block that attack, redirect it so that way I can strike back. 
with speed. I want to be fast enough to move out of the way and strike. Okay, so what speed does is that it helps you, number one, move out of the way. It helps you to block and it helps you to strike. Now, if you think about it, that part that I just listed is also the rules for the three rules for the engaged self-defense. Number one, you move out of the way. Number two, you block. And number three, you counter. When you're working speed, that's what you're doing. You're working to move out of the way. You're working to block and you're working to counter, but with speed speed fast enough to protect yourself okay now speed allows you to control distance and timing without that without the speed you're not going to be able to control your distance you're not going to be able to control your timing and the reason being is because <coughs> excuse me with speed if you have control over your distance and timing you're able to shoot and close in that distance to get to your attack, your attacker, your opponent. With speed, if you time it just right, your speed on striking is going to be, you know, efficient. So all of it plays a big part. Speed helps out distance and timing. Timing helps out the speed and the distance. The distance helps out the timing and the speed. It's a matter of knowing your mental game, knowing how to relax, knowing how to flow and control your body to do certain things that you want it to do. Now, here's a bonus. The one thing that speed, timing, and distance have in common is power. If I have an opponent that's, let's just say, my leg distance or my hand distance, and I see the perfect timing for me to strike, I'm going to do that. I'm going to sh you know, shoot in with all my, 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 as fast as I can and strike with my power to hit my target. That is what you know, speed, that's the bonus, what speed does. It helps you give you that power to do that hit before your opponent is even noticing what's coming. Okay? Now, this is what I'm going to say about repetitive. Okay? Now, it's like, okay, I train and I'm practicing my distance, I'm practicing my timing, I'm practicing my speed and I, I use a whole bunch of techniques. I'm practicing my jabs, my crosses, my front kicks, my round kicks, my side kicks. I'm practicing my hook punches, my uppercuts, and I'm working on techniques. I'm working on combinations. Now, when I talk about repetitive, I'm doing it over and over again. I want to be sharpened. I want to know my skills. If I was going to have, let's just say... Um, an exhibition match with two people and there's one guy that knows over a thousand techniques but he's only practiced it one time well I already know that I'm not gonna be afraid of this guy 
Because if he has, if he knows a thousand techniques and he's only practiced it one time, I already know that he doesn't know his distance. He doesn't. He's not that fast, and he's he's going to lose his timing. And if there's a guy that only knows two techniques, let's just say a jab and a cross, a jab a jab punch and a cross punch, and he's practiced that technique, those two hits, over. A thousand times. Well, I'm going to be a little bit afraid of him. Because he knows his distance. He knows his speed. And he can control his timing when he's ready. He knows how to close in that gap. He knows how fast and what his range is. So, I would be more skittish to go toe-to-toe with someone who's just practiced those two techniques over a thousand times. Okay, which I'm going to go into another episode on certain techniques and certain fighters. But this is just an example uh, how learning repetitive over and over and over again can increase your your speed, your timing and your distance. So I really appreciate you guys listening. I really appreciate you uh, hearing me out on distance timing and speed now if there's any questions please send them my way again i i really enjoy and i really appreciate all y'all who are uh, subscribed and is following i really want to give a good shout out to my son who made that beat for me and you're going to keep hearing it okay Uh, that's my intro beat so again uh thank you to anchor for uh, the sponsorship and uh You guys have a good one. Be safe and God bless.